Welcome back to another EPL edition of Hit the Target podcast. Um, I'll be your fill-in host today. Uh, my name is Joshua Gaylord, but fortunately, I have some guys next to me to assist. Um, Ebo and Panele, how are you guys doing? Yeah, I'm, go- I'm all good. It's good to be here. Back to back EPL podcast now. Yeah. I'm loving it here. I think I think it's the podcast that loves me more, the EPL one. <laughs> so yeah, it's good to be here. Um, greetings to to the listeners at home. Yeah, it seems that so. It uh, seems that way. Um, Ebo, how are you doing, bro? I'm good, brother. Um, grateful to be back, having been on the podcast for, I think, a few weeks. Okay. Uh, You've been running away. Yes, yes, <laughs> I've been. But I'm back now um, and looking forward to this show. No, that's good. I mean, it's officially closed. The season's officially closed. Uh, we had the Champions League final. Um, great results, in my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but I'm sure a lot of Liverpool fans would be totally distraught. It's two trophies instead of that four. Mm. Um, and two of the weaker trophies. I mean, I know Mtlebu, you have a bit of a, a, a love relationship with this, uh, the champions at the moment. Um, how did you see that final? Um, I would say what I expected to happen, happened. I mean, Liverpool, of course, played better in the first half. I, th- I thought the second half, the teams were balanced. Um, Real Madrid showed their experience, um, their know-how. Um, but in the first half, obviously, we, we Real Madrid had like the best keeper in, in the world in that moment, if not right now. Um, and he was able to keep Liverpool at bay. Um, I really enjoyed the game. But I would also say, I felt like Jurgen Klopp sort of shot himself in the foot in the final by putting all his eggs in the same basket. I I think in his three attackers, he could have kept one of them out. Obviously, that can't be Mane and Salah. Mm. So the new boy, uh, Luis Diaz, uh, I personally would have kept him in the bench um, just in case things don't work out in the first half. You get someone that is um, quite influential coming from the flanks, whether right flank or the left flank. He's quite influential in creating stuff. Um, Jota... Yes, Jota came in and sort of like injected new energy or or rather he, he was more like central into Liverpool's attacks. But he he's, he's just, after what he did when he came to Liverpool, like in the first few months, his, his form is sort of dipped. And you can see that he's a player um, coming off the bench most of the time than a player that is starting games. So out of the four three who have been playing really well in recent weeks, out I, I, I would have kept one of them out and maybe tried throwing them in in the second half. Um, but other than that, yeah, it was a really good watch. Yeah, I mean, if you listen to last week's podcast, Panele was on it. Um, and I feel like you got the prediction pretty spot on if Liverpool didn't score that goal early, Madrid um, mm. would take their chance. And we saw how well they defended. Obviously, like Ebo um, mentioned again, Kutsua was at his best. Yeah, look, I mean, um, when when you when you look at Liverpool, I think um, the the biggest um, enemy this season was being ambitious. You know, that's that's what um, killed them the most. That's the price you pay if you want to be an ambitious club. That's the price you pay if you want to be um, as successful as they would have wanted to be. Because if you look at um, Real Madrid, the last four games, your Benzema's, your what what, they were not playing. You know, because they'd already wrapped up the league, they'd already won La Liga, mm. so they were saving the players for the Champions League final. And you look at Liverpool. I mean, the Premier League. Yes, they were they, they still won games, but you could see. I mean, look at the win, the second to last. Game game against Southampton, you look at um, the last game also, you know, they had to dig very deep, I mean, in, in those games. So one knew that if they don't 
if they don't kill the game early against um, Liverpool or at least score a goal, come the second half, the legs won't be there. Then that's where um, Real Madrid will start uh, pushing and attacking. And that was it. You know, Real Madrid started soaking up the pressure. They soaked up the pressure. Came second half, they started pushing. They get they got an early goal in the second half. It, it was even harder for, for Liverpool because they had to even dig deeper now. You know, can you imagine without the legs, you know? So, yeah, I think um, that's, that's where the game was won and lost. I think it's because of um, fatigue coming into the final. Liverpool having p- played every game. Real, Real Madrid were well rested. It's not an excuse. Mm. You know, it's something we said before before the game. But yeah, well deserved to Real Madrid. Defended very well. I saw Militao, they're playing like, you know... <laughs> <laughs> A prime Cannavaro there. <laughs> but yeah, it was a good final. Um, deserved. Definitely his best game for Madrid. Yeah, definitely. You know, right. um, even about Alaba there, they were good. You know, so yeah, um, congratulations to Real Madrid. Well yeah, deserved. for sure. Congratulations to them. I think, in my opinion, one of the best runs to the final in a long time. Definitely. Um, defeating the likes of PSG, Man City, Inter Milan in the groups. You know, it was a good run for them. Um, it's been... The end of the season now, lots of transfer rumours going around. I'd like to get your guys' thoughts on this. Uh, but I think we'll just tackle the big six. Yeah. The big six being the teams who finish top six, in my opinion. Um, I think we'll start at the bottom of the list. Uh, surprisingly saying, Man United. Oh, Man surprisingly. United. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> when you say finishing. bottom of the list, I mean, we knew it's uh, Man United. When you mm. say top of the list, it's Man City. Yeah. The, two, the, two, the two teams from Manchester opposite of each other. But yeah, I mean, when you look at a team like, again, Man United, you know, it's not a team. Um, they've got the personnel, uh, to be honest. You know, um, David Takea can start in most of the teams. I'll start with him as um, a goalkeeper, mm. you know. Um, I know Juan Basaka is not the best of right back, but at the same time, in a team that's more defensive, you know, he can he can, he can play well. He played well in Crystal Palace, you know. I think he can do well in a West Ham. So he's not the worst. Okay, he's not so good, but he's not the worst, you know. But they they do have some good players um, in the squad. Your Brunos, your Ronaldos. Okay, Pogba is left now, you know. Mm. But they've got like your Sancho's. A lot of players wh- whom you can see. Okay, this guy they shouldn't be um, sixth with 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 that team. But it's 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 the attitude you know again um, signing the players that are available you know that's that has been um, the biggest the biggest downfall for Man United like uh, signing Ronaldo last season you know um, as much as he came in and he was top scorer but they signed him because he was um, he was available not um, he didn't sign somebody that fits into the coach's plan if you look at how Solskjaer played you know he liked to play on the counter and to bring someone that doesn't have speed, that doesn't want what it, it's, it's, it's a clear indication that United have been signing people that are available on the market. So I think um, stuff like that, it's things they have to change coming to the this transfer window. Um, talk to Eric Tinhank, ask him, how would you like to play? How do you want to play? You know, and then you just simply go buy players, you know, um, look at Jurgen Klopp. When last did he sign somebody and the person was a failure, you know? Mm. It's very rare. You know, we sign a Diaz, he comes in and he buzzes because when you've got a structure, I always say, like, when you've got a car, if your tire is 15 inch, when you go to Tiger Wheel or whatever, you say, I want a tire that's this size that can fit in my car. You don't just take whatever tire that's available because it will give you a problem. So that's that's what the structure does. When you've got a structure, a clear structure, you then 
look at the players, you know what you're looking for, then it makes it easy for you to buy players. Those players too, when they come in, it makes it easier for them to gel and 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 play well, you know. So I think the recruitment um, strategy and policy at United has to change, especially the strategy, it has to change. It has to be in accordance with the coaches' plans. Yeah, well, I mean, if we look at the structure that Ten Hag had at Ajax, I mean, it's one of the best in the world, in my opinion. Um, Definitely. The way that they flog out players uh, to clubs all over the world and the best players as well. Um, there are talks of him him being Eriksen out, bringing players like uh, Urien Timber along with him to Manchester United. But we like Panele just mentioned as well, Pogba's leaving, uh, Mata's leaving. Are there any other players that you think should also take that, that exit at the moment in Tribo? Firstly, I want to start off by saying I'm, I'm actually very happy with the departures at United. Ed mm. Cavani on that list as well, <laughs> um, who announced like two weeks ago he's leaving. He was really on tour at United, Pogba as well. Um, I've defended Pogba for the longest of times and mm. my defending him has been based on the fact that at United, he hasn't been get, really been given his position that he plays um, at France or the position he played for Juventus, um, <clears throat> which is basically the attacking midfielder. He doesn't play in, in the number eight. He's not a number eight. And I feel like United have tried to force that number eight role, sometimes number six role to him. And when he's given that rare chance to play at number 10, it's always in the second half when the team is down by a goal or when they desperately need a goal. So I'm, I'm happy for Pogba that he's leaving. Um, I'm, I'm just happy that the departures will open a space for a new kind of United player, hopefully with Eric Ten Hag getting the type of players that will know his DNA or his type of play, what that he, what he wants to see on the pitch. You know, no no prima donnas um yeah. and, and people with big, you know, like big egos in the field. Mm. And what I also want to see happening at United is just a, a closing off the tap of stories leaking out. I mean, I know, I understand United is like case achieves where, where whenever you write about United, it's, it's the highest engaging mm. thing people because they have so many fans. So United has had a lot of leakages this season. I've, I mean, I've, we've seen them over the yeah. years, but this season has been ridiculous. I mean, like the smallest of stories gets out, you know? Um, so hopefully the coach will keep a tight ship with that because I feel like there was also like disturbing the team. Yeah. Um, so with the new players that will be coming in, honestly, I can't speak on or mention names, um, but what I, what I can say is obviously he needs to sort out that, that defense. He needs to sort out the midfield. Um, <laughs> he basically needs to sort out everything because even with the forwards, we've got Rashford, mm. um, who was a young player of the season like two seasons ago, um, and now he's nowhere to be found or mentioned when such conversation come up. I mean, there was a time when, when where, where Rashford was being mentioned alongside the Mbappes and Hallands, and now he's nowhere near there. Yeah. Um, so, I, I'm hoping that what 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 Ten Hag can also do is improve the players that United already has, mm. like your Rashford, like Fred, who I think is actually a baller, but he's just been miscoached in 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 the in his season there or last two seasons. Um, we've got Ronaldo there, <clears throat> whom if he's played right, you know, it's a pity we're out of the Champions League because I, I would have felt that Eric, it would have been wise for Ronaldo to be used at the Champions League only this coming season and just a few games in the Premier League. But now we've got Europa. I'm not very sure he's going to be keen on playing there. But yeah, I'm just hoping to see an improved United. Mm. Um, players that want to be big-headed, players that will follow the coach's orders and just players that won't leak stories out and... <laughs> 
keep a nice player culture or united culture within the team. Yeah, I mean, yeah. let's move on to the next who battled it out on the final day. Um, it was Tottenham and Arsenal, one getting the Champions League spots and one joining United in Europa. Um, it seems that a lot of the movements at Tottenham has taken some big momentum. Uh, I think I'd rather get Banele's thoughts on the Arsenal side of it, though. <laughs> yeah, look, I mean, Arsenal have been linked with uh, Abu um, Gabriel Jesus, which mm-hmm. I think, I mean, that's... Again, what I spoke about, you're not signing somebody who's available, but you're signing somebody that can come into the team and fit well. You know, like you look at how Arsenal is playing, you know, they've been um, running at teams very quick up front, very uh, very pacey. So when you're signing somebody like Jesus, you're signing somebody that can do well. It's not like you're signing a Cavani or a Lukaku, you know, in my opinion, very good um, strikers, but they'd struggle in a team like Arsenal because they don't they don't whip in your crosses, they don't play um, mm-hmm. targeting the target man. You know they interchange coming into um, into the final third, and you've got Jesus, it's very clever striker. He can do um, what's needed. He can get the job done. So I think for me, it's a very good target. I, I like um, how U Ateta is going about his business. You know, he's got a very good eye for talent. His signings have came in. Again, I spoke about the structure. His signings have came in, and and they've they've done very well. You know, uh, we have, it's, it's it's also the last time I think it was your Williams and your Louise. You know, like where uh, again those were desperate signings. You know, um, the the signings that didn't work out at Arsenal, but yeah. the recent signings, everybody was laughing last season, saying, "Who's this guy? Who's um, uh, who's this? They signing from mm. um, Serie A? Who's this?" You know, everyone was laughing, but look at how they played and. They, at, at one stage, they were serious contenders for a, a top four. So if they can sign um, the, the right players and the players that the coach needs that will fit into the coach's plan, I think Arsenal will, will be very competitive as it stands. Um, if they get your Jesus and things like that, I think they should be favourites for the Europa. Yeah, I think Arsenal had uh, made some good signings. You definitely hit the nail on the head with that one. Um, Tottenham, on the other hand, they seem to be making some big strides with Conte finally looking to settle down at, at uh, Tottenham. Um, yes, he's come in and he's, in the past, has signed fairly old players. And he seems to be heading down that uh, same road again, signing Ivan Perisic. Uh, not official as yet, but it seems that the deal is done. Uh, how do you see Tottenham faring next season? No, Perisic is actually a done deal. Um, Spurs announced it yesterday okay. uh, that they've signed him. So I, I will be looking forward to, to, to seeing the... the Spurs team on their second season under Conte. Um, well, it will be a full season this time around, hopefully. Um, well, we, we do know the football that is played by Antonio Conte. We, we saw it at Chelsea. We saw it at, at Juve. We saw it at Inter. It's very pragmatic, um, but it produces the, the results. I think he's getting the right players in. Um, where, where I'm seeing it... Going right for them is if they do get the Kane sale ahead because Tot- Conte actually spoke about selling him last week and he what he mentioned was he feels as if if Kane doesn't move now he will miss his chance to move to another team or big team in Europe. Sorry to interject there. I feel like where if you're saying Kane is leaving, where does Kane go at the moment? Man City have just signed Haaland. Liverpool seems to be a, a, a chance. Yeah, two teams uh, Kane could join, I'll mention. Those are that. the only two teams. It's only going up from here. He wants to play Champions League football. Yeah. He wants to win a yeah. trophy. I mean, I'm sure those are the only two teams that he can go for. Well, here's how I see it. There are two teams that I can mention that, that Kane could join. Is it 
third one, but it's a wild card. But there are two teams Kane could go to. There is Bayern Munich, who, who are likely to lose Lewandowski right now after what he said during the, the Poland um, press briefing. Basically mm-hmm. said he wants, he's gone, his story is done yeah. at Bayern. And a couple of um, Bayern legends have actually mentioned Harry Kane as a perfect replacement for Lewandowski at Bayern. Um, there's also Chelsea. Um, with Lukaku looking to make a move, I think it would be a no-brainer to make a move for Harry Kane for Chelsea if... Lukaku opens up that space. Um, and then the wild card that I spoke of is our lovely Man United. That sounds like a hope. Yeah, is, is this a wish or? No, that's, that's why I said it's a wild card. Oh. Um, I still think Kane has a better chance of winning something at United than at Tottenham. Honestly, yeah, definitely. Um, Conte will build the team, no doubt. He will challenge. He will go maybe to the last 16 or quarterfinals of the Champions League. He'll be competitive. Yes, he'll be competitive, but Nothing will they have show. enough to actually win something? I mean, the best Spurs team was coached by Pochettino and they went all the way to the UEFA Champions League final and they still didn't win it. And they finished uh, second in the league. Yes, and mm. they finished second in the league. Ah. Honestly, think yeah. Conte will do well with the team. He will. He knows this, and that's why he's sort of encouraging the sale of Kane because he's got 150 um, pounds to spend. With Kane gone, that's an extra hundred. It's 250, and with the 250 transfer kitty, then maybe only then we can start saying, hmm, maybe Tottenham will actually be serious contenders next season because then they will be able to bring in. Um, the type of players they want in defence and midfield. Um, and in terms of their forward line, I honestly think Son is ready to to lead that line. And the way he was playing and the way he, he was played um, last season during the final stages of, of, of the campaign made it look like they want him to be the main striker at Tottenham going forward. So honestly, if... if if Tottenham is to be like serious contenders for, for stuff next season, they have to sell Kane um, to make that extra money so they can bring in the type of players that they want. They're signing your Perisic because it's the cheap move to make. It's not because the number one, <laughs> it's not because the number one move they can make. They, they are signing him because they know he's a smart buy, he's cheap, but he can also produce what's needed, you know? Um, and sometimes you need such deals. Yes, you, you do need such deals because also another thing you have to look at is the lack of experience in the Tottenham th- team, which is also why I think they might bring in Gareth Bale after his exit at, at United. There's been a lot of talk of him returning to, to, to Tottenham. Mm. So they are trying to get experienced players um, to mix with the players they already have at Tottenham. But I also think that Conte is just trying to stamp his name onto that team. He wants to create an Antonio team. You know, um, so, so for the next two years, Tottenham will be a force and then downward after that. As always. So moving on to another London team, Blue. Um, they were supposedly the ones to challenge for the title alongside Liverpool. Um, but things seem to be going right as well as really challenging going forward. Gabo mm. um, just mentioned Lukaku, uh, in my opinion, when he did come out with his apology interview with Chelsea, I still felt that he needed to sit on the bench a little bit longer. Then talks came out of him looking to be not um, not in Tuchel's plans. Maybe it's not the play that he wanted. So a lot of things going wrong and right with the new sale at the same time. Um, but more stability in the camp. How do you see Chelsea's 
chances next season? Yeah, when you look at a team like Chelsea, I mean, um, this season Lampard got sacked when Tuchel came in. They made a lot of signings um, that season, you know, a lot of very good signings. That's when they bought your Werners and your Harvards and all of that. And they went on to win the Champions League, deservedly mm. so too, you know. A lot was expected coming into um, last season. Um, Lukaku was signed and we all thought it's a perfect um, uh, match. But uh, when that whole Lukaku thing didn't work, I think that's where in a way, Chelsea's problem started. That's why they then became um, a third team, you know, a third best team in the league. That's why everyone thought, okay, these guys, they'll not be challenging your Liverpools, they'll not be challenging your Man Cities because to challenge those two teams, you don't need um, negativities, you know. Mm. You need high spirit. And we saw um, uh, how, how these two teams were going at each other, you know. And we saw even Real Madrid, how they beat um, Liverpool, you know. You need everyone at your best to challenge Man City or 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 Liverpool, you know. So when, when this whole negativity started at Chelsea and they started losing games, you know, the whole they started uh, the they couldn't make use of the Stanford Bridge, which which at some point used to be a fortress, you know. That's when they they, they crumbled. But when you look at the personnel that's within the Chelsea team, I think it's there, you know. But yeah, uh, obviously with Rudiger leaving, um, Thiago Silva, I think um, it's two seasons now. Mm. I think it's enough in the Premier League that season. You you, you won't be so reliable. Uh, uh, for me, that's the reality, you know. Yes, um, it's not getting any younger, so you need two very good um, centre backs. So it's a lot of the backline that will be missing from Chelsea. It's Marcus Alonso is going through to yeah. Barcelona. Uh, there's a couple other talks as well. So their backline needs to be sorted out as well as Kante might be heading to Manchester United yeah, as a rumour. Uh, yeah, and, and he didn't have the best of seasons, you know. Uh, mm. And when we saw like um, the worst 11, you know, Kante was there, who would have thought? But um, and at the same time, you can't argue. So you do need um, to sort out the def- defensive line at, at Chelsea. Two very good centre-backs, you know, left-back uh, and a DM, you know. Uh, so yeah, they, but... They they've got the personal for them. It's unlike your Uniteds and 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 your Spurs, you know, where you need a lot of um, uh, adjustments. Chelsea, they've got the personal. It's just here and there, and then sorting out your home ground um, thing. You know, you want to see Stanford Bridge being a fortress again because there's a lot of points to be to be won there. So you win those points, you put yourself in a very good position. So mm-hmm. I think Chelsea, it's more uh, of uh, the defensive line that needs to be sorted. Yeah, and then moving on to the title challenge that was one of the most exciting in a long time. Definitely. Um, that final day, Liverpool just doing what they need to do, but City doing what they do best is winning games and in dramatic fashion. Um, it's, it's a tough one now. I think Liverpool have pushed as hard as they can, and now there are players who are their best players who are being linked with moves away. Mane seems the more likely to leave but now, as well as Salah, it's a, there's a rumour going around that he would leave at the end of next season for free to a Premier League rival. He wants to stay in the Premier League and if they can't give him the money that he wants, we know the, the cap, uh, salary caps that Liverpool have, if they can't give him the money that he wants, he is looking to make that move as well. Uh, with those two kinds of players leaving, how can Liverpool continue to challenge City? Um, the nice thing about Liverpool is, as, as Barnes mentioned earlier, is that they have a system in place they're mm. keeping the coach, and their coach clearly has a succession a succession plan um, for all. I would say for every position. Mm. You know, since I'm back, you already seeing Konate who excellent think, played better, yeah. Yeah. even better than Van Dijk for me mm. um, during the Champions League final. Um, you've got Zimika at left back, who's just as good as Robertson, maybe not 
when it comes to crossing, but in terms of the energy and what he puts in mm-hmm. on the field, he's just as good. Um, you've got players attacking midfields like, like, like Elliot, like, who's still a teenager. Mm. You've got um, Minamino, who had a great run in the FA Cup and Carabao Cup, whom I think might feature even more come next season in the Premier League games. So Liverpool do have players, and they've already announced Cavallo from, 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 from Fulham. Yes. Um, and I've read great reviews about him, even though I haven't watched him play in over 90 minutes. So it seems like Klopp does have a plan in place um, for for such situations. Um, Firmino even as well, because he, he wasn't played a lot this season. Yes. Um, there is a chance that he could leave. Um, but you're already seeing players like Diogo Jota that I mentioned earlier um, playing for, for Liverpool. So there is a succession plan. Um, but do they have some someone to replace Mo Salah? I don't think so. Does Mo Salah have teams that he could join and play at the same level he has played at at Liverpool? I don't 100% think so. I think Mo Salah and Liverpool are made for each other. The ball, um, the type of system that is played by Liverpool, the type of football that is coached by Jurgen Klopp, it fits him perfectly. And I think what could happen if he, if he leaves, we could see his stats drop you know, in terms of goals and assists and just his overall stat room. I think Liverpool and and Liverpool and Mo Salah are like, yeah, made for each other. I think honestly mm. I think so. I hope they resolve they, they 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 resolve the issue. But if he should leave, I mean you you have a lot of players being linked with you with Liverpool already, you know, to join them. And I don't think they'll find it hard replacing him. Um, but also the positive for, for Liverpool is is that Manchester City as well, they're going through a few changes um, with Haaland. Haaland is coming through. Yes. Um, he signed the Sedan deal, but there will be a few exits as well. So there will be changes with both, from both sides, yeah. Panza, the yeah. champions, can they defend again? Is there anybody really to challenge them with the signing like Haaland coming in? Sure, it'll be difficult. If it was difficult to, to challenge them now, it'll be even harder, you know, uh, Man City, well-oiled machine, you know, and they again signing the right, the right person, you know, is not um, your kind of striker that just sits on the box and and waits for crosses and all of that. He's not your target man. He's he's a striker that comes to collect. He's got pace. He's got your height. For me, he's a complete um, offensive player. You know, strong left foot, strong right. You know. Height is there, so mm. you can play whatever ball in the box. You know, come desperate times, you want to play long balls, you'd find him. You know, mm. you want to play through the middle where he's gonna, he's got the pace. You know, so yeah, I think uh, Man City again for me, they'll be the favorites, um, uh, especially after um, the signing of Haaland. You know, uh, very good um, signing. They'll also be favorites for for the Champions League. Just also, I'd like to make a comment on on Liverpool. You know, mm. your Salas, your your Manes, and all of that. The reality um, of football is that players come and go, but people, especially fans, they don't they don't like to accept that. You know, you look at um, the 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 best teams. Uh, let's start with uh, Man United, for example. Lega, say Alex Ferguson. You know. Beckham at one point was a very good player. They had to let go. You know, um, Ronaldo was there winning Ballandos. They had to mm. uh, let go and the team was still winning, you know. And you look at Bayern Munich also, they've been doing the same thing. You look at Real Madrid, they had to let go of your Ronaldos. They had to let go for your Ramoses, your Casillas. And they, they were crowned champions, um, Champions League. You know, at some point, Abu Raul, they needed to let go. So that's what you do um, as a team because once you you have players for too long, um, playing together, the ambition will die. 
You know, that's mm. that's that, that's what we've seen. Sometimes you you need to a player like Iniesta, for example, let him go to China, let him go to thing, you know, spend your last years there, you know, because that's what it is. There's players work hard, work hard, work hard, and then they, there comes a time where they just want to enjoy money whilst they're playing football, you know. But if you keep those same players, you, you end up um, getting in trouble, you know, and we've seen it locally too. Like I'll make an example of Kaiser Chiefs. They kept the same team it, for, for for too long, you know, players like Kune, they've been there for twenty from twenty ten, kept them for too long, and then the team went down. You know, same thing. Um, so yeah, you look at Sundowns letting go billiard Dolly. So if if a team you are ambitious, sometimes you always need those fresh ideas, those hungry players. You don't want to have players that won the the Premier League seven years ago, like six seven players playing together eight years after the last um, Premier League championship. So it's a good thing. Um, they need to let one or two players go, even if it's good players, even if it's money, you know. Go again, go get another one. There's a lot of um, Diaz's there. There's a lot of Jotas there who can come in and get the job done. So all won't be lost if they let one or two players go. Um, and, and some of the players right now, especially after losing the uh, the UEFA Champions League final, they feel like, hey, we've tried everything. We're just not winning, you know. Mm. We've reached 90 points again. We didn't win the league. Maybe it's time to go. So once that element of doubt starts kicking in in one or two players, then you need somebody who's fresh who's going to come in and say, okay, guys, this season, let's go, you know. So, yeah, but, yeah, I think um, they'll, they'll still be chasing each other uh, this season again, Liverpool and, and Man City. I just hope uh, Guardiola doesn't go to Brazil after the World Cup. <laughs> For me, I think that Liverpool's best signing had to be Jurgen Klopp. Um, he's the one that's Definitely. done the the most for Liverpool at the moment. And Erling Haaland is an excellent signing for City as well. Uh, we probably will see them go head to head again. Um, thanks, Panza. Thanks, Mkrebo. Uh, to the listeners out there, thank you for listening. But as always, we have a 200 and betting voucher. If your target, if you answer the question that I'm about to pose uh, and it hits the target, we will credit your account with 200 and. Um, let us know who you think will make the most impact at the top six clubs that I've just mentioned. It's Man City, Liverpool, Chelsea, Man United, or Tottenham, Man United, and Arsenal. Um, and if your comment, comment hits the target, you'll get 200 rand bearing voucher. And yeah, there's no wrong answer too. I mean, mm. if you say Bale coming to United and you give a reason, if we think your uh, your reason is, is, it makes sense, it's fair, we can give you um, that uh, bearing voucher for 200 rand. So yeah, keep those comments coming. Thanks for the assist, Panza. Thank and you. And cheers, guys. <laughs>